what happened A magic potion could save my life Who knew that these feelings had a name I'm worthy of change Same as you are Mirror, mirror, don't you judge me Don't you dare Who knew I was folks, and welcome to the Transitional Wisdom Podcast, where Nash and I discuss all things trans and queer related from a variety of different perspectives. This week, we are going to talk about boundaries and expectations regarding social media interactions and more. It's perfectly summed up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is something you and I have been talking about for a while, I think, of just um, places where we notice our anxiety creeps up in the real world when it comes to like our community and stuff and I think that I think it's important for us to like have an idea of what people what expectations are for people and like what is safe to expect from another person I think Uh, yeah and so we've kind of talked about this a little just personally but I Mm -hmm. think like Something that I really struggle with is um, feeling pressure to respond in a specific time frame. And I think that, you know, because social media is so accessible, there's the expectation that people should be on their phones all the time. Or there's the expectation that, like, if someone's on their phone, they should be responding to any and all messages. Or if you are even just on Instagram liking or commenting on other people's posts, then you should also be responding to people's messages. Yeah. Um, that That is a huge one, I think, because we've talked about, like, you and I both, we like to be on social media to sometimes as a form of self-care, of just, like, scrolling mm-hmm. through and taking in some fun content and whatever by liking and reading. I send but, you so um, many videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't always mean that we're in a place for a conversation, right? And Absolutely. I think that that can be difficult to navigate because people see availability as being infinite. Um, if that and sense. also this and infinite and also the same, you know, like you're because you're on the app, that means you can do all of these things or because you are present here. That means you can do all the things without taking into account like your not mental ability, but your basically your spoons that you have yeah, to give kind your, of, you know what I mean? Like what, what, whatever state you're at at that time, like maybe you don't want to have a very deep, meaningful conversation with someone and you just want to send a funny video or you want to have a surface conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, it takes, you know, it takes a lot less out of me to have a, Hey, how are you conversation for five minutes than it does to 
you know, go through a lengthy conversation about hormones or surgery or, or some sort of, you know, emotional issue or something. So, um, I think, and then I think when you don't, you know, when people don't receive responses, sometimes it comes off as negative and, uh, how do, how does one navigate not be, not giving somebody a negative feeling, but also taking care of themselves. And I think that's the question I try to ask myself a lot is where's, where's, where's my self care versus being caring of others or being supportive of others. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think it's like such a thin line and I don't think we're ever going to have the right answer because I think like as soon as, at least for me, as soon as I feel like, oh, I'm like really caring about other people and I like, you know, I'm, you know, messaging all these people and I'm helping, you know, helping them out or whatever, then have I checked in with myself? And then it's the opposite. You know, if I'm focusing on myself, then like, there are other people that I should be talking to and offering advice to and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I still have not found the perfect balance. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't either. And I'm definitely not, it's not for a lack of trying. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we both stress out about it quite a bit, you know, and I think it's also just like, you know, I, I feel bad because I want to, I, I right. think we both want to, you know, engage with everyone as much as possible, but it's just not a reality. So I, I feel guilty, you know, if someone has sent me a message and I haven't responded in a while, but I, I, I do this thing where I will read them. I read every message and then I will mark them as unread because I don't want the person to see that I've read the message and then be offended or think that I don't care. Yeah. Or think that I don't care or that it's not. And it may just be like, I go through my messages at work. Like my work is very hectic, you know, like I'm on and off. You might drop your phone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I, and I do a lot, (laughs) like just throw shit, you know? Um, but I don't ever want that to be a negative connotation, but then I feel bad for unreading it because I've had instances where they will delete the message. Right. And then it won't be there anymore, and I don't know who sent it, and I feel bad because, you know, maybe it's been a couple weeks that have passed that I haven't been able to get back to a certain person, and it's not there anymore, so I don't know how to respond. So I've so then I've gone through weeks of stressing about responding, right. thinking about responding, and then it's gone. <laughs> and then, then your opportunity is taken away. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's a lesson to myself to try to respond to as many people as quickly as possible, but, you know, that's also just not a reality at all yeah it's not i mean especially when you know we're working and and there's other things that are needing our attention and sometimes the social media can fall to like the wayside and i know that's the part where we start to feel badly but what i think that's that's kind of like a lesson like what we put we like we don't post our entire life on social media right you know like we do we do both work outside of the podcast you know, like this just isn't one thing that we do. We have many other things that we're working on and it's, you know, there's many other things within our lives that take away aspects. We don't live our life on social media. So it can be when, you know, that's all people see. I I understand why people would think, hey, you post all the time or you comment back all the time. Like, why wouldn't you respond to me? So I can kind of understand it from that regard, but I think we all need to take a step back and realize like, the majority of people post highlights. I mean, we, you know, we try to talk about real shit, but we post highlights too. 
like yeah. <laughs> as many as many uh, llama pictures as possible. <laughs> All of the llama pictures for sure. <laughs> but then there's also like the part of you know some people some people their business is social media or they use yes. social media for their business. Mm-hmm. So you know I know like. So my partner, Blair, her business is, you know, mainly social media based. And there have been so many times where I'll be out of the house and I'll text her and she won't respond. But then mm-hmm. I'll see her on social media posting something or, like, or you know, doing some sort of interaction. And, you know, I understand her. So I know what, you know, I know what's happening. But there are times I've caught myself like laughing or sometimes getting frustrated of like, Oh, so you can be on Instagram, but you're not texting me back when that's not the situation. Like that's no different than her being at an office at a desk, Mm -hmm. running phones back and forth. That doesn't mean she can take my phone call. And so I think, I think it's, I think we have to remember that, um, we're all human too. And, and so even if you might see us doing something like, you know, I remember I had, I posted a picture doing, being out with somebody and the picture I posted, it was like actually from like a week or two earlier. And w- then when I actually posted it and one of my friends like jokingly was like, oh, I thought you were busy today. And I was mm, like, mm-hmm. well, I, but I, but I am. And they were like, well, you and so-and-so like, oh, I saw that picture. I was like, yeah, but that picture was like from a week ago and I just got around to wanting to share it today or whatever. And, you know, of course my, this is my friend. So, you know, they're teasing me, like they're joking back and forth with me about it, but it's still there was still that kind of shame of like oh my god i did something wrong by making it seem like you're hanging um, out with someone yeah when yeah when in reality i was literally sitting here doing work you know uh-huh. like, i wasn't hanging out with anybody um so i think i think i just i try to remember that you know like we're all people right like so somebody not responding it, it's not necessarily attack an attack on us as an individual it it also can just mean that they have a lot going on or they're mm-hmm. busy or, you know, any number of reasons. And then I think most importantly, like we have to remember that no one's necessarily required to get back to us either or, you know, and, um, the hope is obviously that they will, but, uh, I think that, I think that the, the accessibility kind of creates challenges that we have to navigate. And so, I have just actually for myself because, you know, my other issue is that like when I, when somebody reaches out or if I, if I'm talking to somebody like I'm the type of person that really values like intimate one-on-one connection. Mm -hmm. And so with that, with that, like, you know, love of that connection, that also means that my responses are typically pretty thought out. Yes. And they don't always take me 30 seconds to craft, uh, and it's not because I'm trying to create some beautiful response, but it's it's because it takes me a while to process, which we definitely need to talk about that in another episode of like how testosterone really changed the way that I process and think. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to. But with what I was saying, like, you know, it takes me a while to really like think through how I want to respond. How do I want to present my, you know, how do I want to present this answer? Because, uh, when, when you're talking with individuals online that you've never met in person, the connection and the intimacy comes from those words versus coming yes. from a physical face-to-face like interaction. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you don't get uh, a you don't get to do your mannerisms, you don't get to uh, you know the voice inflection, anything like that. So you really 
do have to kind of like choose your words and how like your words are are what's going to craft everything through online interactions right so it's not in a way of like oh i'm trying to be fake or or doll myself up to sound better but it's like i want to i want to put as much thought into a response as i would into planning a nice hangout for me and my friend you know and i don't know if you remember but when you and i first started talking it was through email and we both it took us minimum like a week to get back to one another because our emails were paragraphs long yeah and we it was obvious i think that both of us were taking a lot of time to really like think about what the person said and think think it through on how it relates to us or whatever and you know respond really in a thoughtful manner instead of just like oh you like you like uh sports i like sports cool like <laughs> cool do the know, things we were, right <laughs> we were you know we were very um i feel like we were very intentional with the way we were trying to interact and you know even now sometimes when you text me and it's a longer text it takes me a while to respond to you because i'm like wait a minute i gotta sit down i gotta focus on this you're not asking me what i had for lunch where i can just like you know oh, okay i had a, a sandwich like all right put you down i can mm-hmm. move on to the next thing you know so that's something I try to I think about often too is like just what what does like that connection and what is what is intimacy and connection in a friendship type of way or in a support type way mean and how do I how do I show up for it in a way that feels good for me but that's also still taking care of myself. Um, so what I'm what I've what I'm trying to start doing now so I feel a little bit more comfortable with things is like kind of set a self time for myself where. I, I say, you know, on these days, I will spend two hours, like, you know, I'll spend like 2 to 4 p.m. just responding to some stuff, responding to the emails, responding to messages, whatever it is, uh, and and really, like, spend those two hours genuinely putting my all my thoughts into things. And so I think that's kind of alleviated some pressure of just feeling like I'm not doing things in a way that people like or feel good about. Um, but you know that you're taking that time for yourself to do the things that you know you need to do. Yeah, I'm balancing like mm-hmm. the self, my self-care and also balancing being a supportive person and being a friend and those things. And I like how I I like how much better that makes me feel. Um but and I also turned off like certain notifications so that I don't my yeah. phone is not bombarded by just anything from emails to text to anything. I've turned off a lot of those features uh because then all of my behaviors are more intentional. So even when I am clicking on Instagram or clicking on a text message, it's with the intention of being in a place to respond. Absolutely. And that feels, that feels a lot better. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then something else, I, something else I think is really important is like, you know, I really, really value and I'm grateful for like how social media is, allows us to to reach out to people uh, that maybe we would never have an opportunity to connect with, um, especially with being trans, like like I shared in my coming out story, like had it not been for Instagram, I don't know how much longer my coming out experience would have taken, um, or even the realization of my gender identity would have taken, because you know social like Instagram was literally how I got all of my answers uh, by reaching out to a complete stranger. So it's super super. Like it's super valuable to have that, but um, what I've noticed is that it also 
I think it allows us to feel very comfortable with people very quickly. Yes. Which is, you know, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that it's there's definitely a time and place for it. But my concern is more of with like the unloading of feelings onto another person at any given moment and kind of without making sure that they're also in a place to hear that and be that, you know, and witness that. And um, the, I, I wish I remembered who it was, but this person had reached out to me and it was so beautiful because they just, they started the message off with like, they said, you know, like, hey, how are you? And then they said like, I have, I'd love to ask you some questions about surgery or something. And then they said something like, would you let me know, will you let me know if you're in a good place to have a conversation about this? Or if not, could you reach out to me when, when that would be or something along those lines. And I remember being so like emotional reading this because I was like, wow, like this person is not just reaching out to me because they need something or they want something like they're also taking into consideration my feelings and making sure I'm in a place to be able to like to be able to be there or just listen to them or whatever I think that's huge you know because I think so many times you know people just and, and especially I think more for you since you have gone through fallow you know people just want information they just want to bombard you with questions and they don't really consider the human behind the experience, you know, or yes, what you're going through at any given moment, you know, I'm sure you can attest to that a lot more. Yeah. Um, yes. It's it. First of all, I, I, I really love when people reach out and ask me questions about my surgery because something that feels really important to me is to be able to share that to, you know, to be able to just, if there's a way I could support anybody who's going to go through that surgery, like I love having that opportunity. I think it's just, it's, vital to the situation to the experience but yeah i definitely there's also definitely this sense of like sadness i feel sometimes when it does feel like people are only contacting me or only reaching out to me because they need something and that need is typically information about phalloplasty um you know a lot of a lot of questions that are obviously personal and invasive but i also like again i'm a i'm a i like to think i'm a pretty understanding person and i definitely understand the need for the need to see pictures of results and the need to ask certain questions about intimacy and sex and stuff with those with the surgery but you're gonna laugh when i say this but it's like that old saying of like you know like buy me dinner first like yeah i'm not saying buy me dinner but literally just can you start off with hey how are you doing today i i have some questions it's usually just more cut and dry of just like so how does it feel? Do you have feeling? Like, can you, you know, can you have sex? Like, and it's just a, a list of questions, which there's no problem with those questions, but it's just like, hey, buy me dinner first. Like, ask if, ask how I am first, mm-hmm. and then let's have a conversation because I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to be like used and that doesn't feel good. It feels like I'm being just tapped into for information and then that's it. And just show that your intentions are good when you are reaching out. I don't care if we never talk again after this in this conversation. Like it's not like I'm saying you have to be my friend by no means, but just simply like show respect. And, yes. and respect I think starts with just asking how somebody is and then moving from there. Yeah, and, and I think like kind of consent to talk about the things is a huge thing as well. You know, like that how that person made you feel when they said if you are in a place to talk about this, I would love to. And if not, could you let me know if you ever are? Like, that that's huge, you know? Like, you know, I, I think people forget that everybody has their own shit that they're dealing with. So questions can be 
you know, triggering for certain individuals or if they just uh, unload a story on you or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it goes a long way to like, before you do that, if you want to have that interaction with that person, just ask, is that person in a place to be able to handle that? Yeah. Especially since we all, you know, we all have our own situations and like things are not always easy. So, you know, to kind of think that somebody else can handle what you're going through or that they should handle it is, you know, that's, I don't know. We just got to think, I think we have to think more before we act. <laughs> and I think know, before like, you speak. Yeah. Just to, I think, I think like, like we always say, just like with the, be respectful and just like have good intentions. Um, because I, like I said, I'm not somebody who really gets offended very easily or gets like triggered easily when it comes to questions and stuff. Like I'm pretty open uh, and I'm pretty willing to answer things. Um, but like, I just want the, I want the respect f- first and then I'm happy to answer anything. I just, I think we have to be like, just more mindful of one another and not just, I don't know. <laughs> Take advantage of experiences. Yeah. Capitalize on an experience or something. Um, yeah. And my favorite is like when people who have not responded before to me then come back needing something mm-hmm. and that hurts. Cause you're just like, Oh, so I wasn't good enough before, but now because I can offer you something. Now you want, now you want to talk to me. Yeah. Now I'm good enough. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. So all in all, social media is fucking weird. A delicate balance. Yeah. A delicate balance. I just like to think like the majority of people are not going to have the poor intentions that we may automatically want to go to, right. you know, whenever we do feel, you know, cause I've messaged other people before and they haven't gotten back to me or, you know, what, whatever. And yeah, that absolutely that hurts, but I like to th- just spin it. Not everybody's a bad person. And also like a single action doesn't equate, like doesn't mean somebody's a bad person too. Yeah. Or a single, a single behavior or something that doesn't mean that they are bad. It means, you know, that's just what's happening right now and that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) And if not, then take a step back. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Boom. Done. (laughs) Boom. Done. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Transitional Wisdom. If you feel you'd like to share your story or if there's a topic you would like us to cover, please email us at nash at transitionalwisdom.org or visit our website, transitionalwisdom.org. And please don't forget to like, share, rate, whatever. It really helps us reach a wider audience of people who may find this helpful. And hey, thanks. Who knew this would happen? A magic potion could save my life. Who knew that these feelings had a name? I'm worthy of change, same as you are.